Hola, amigos. Buenos noches. Uh, you are listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the story is about. Whoa, Jose, take it easy. <laughs> cat, that was perfect cat timing. I mean, his name's Jose, too. So yes. Yeah. You want to look at a dude? I'll do one bottle. People say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> yeah. July! Oh, boy. July? 1656. Okay. Sure. When the Puritans left for England... Oh, boy. Left England for America, they did so because they were considered heretics. They were not a tolerant bunch. The Puritans? Yeah. Mm. In America, they spent years creating a religious government called the New England Way. Mm -hmm. It was based on the independence and power of the individual congregation. Okay. Uh, so the colony of Massachusetts did not appoint uh, like an overall head clergy, and there was not one body that regulated all the churches. Each church self-ruled. Interesting. So it's like the states. Yeah, it is like the states. Right. Uh, uh, but only one religion, one, only one religion was allowed. So you could only be. You could only be a Puritan. And but within that, if you were in a different church, they would have different interpretations of you, being a Puritan. No, I don't think there's different interpretations of being a Puritan. But then within the within the within being a Puritan, you got to kind of run your church any way you wanted. I but feel you're like not that's really, going to come back to bite them in the ass. Look, it's not a great idea because yeah, that's too that's too much power. Here we go. So, the Massachusetts Bay Colony was a Puritan theocratic state in the 1650s. There was no tolerance of other religions, and religious outsiders were persecuted and banished. Jesus. The Puritans thought if they let outsiders live in their colony, they would lose control of the colony. Okay. So people come in with other ideas. That's not good. Then someone's like, hey, that's a cool idea. No, it's not a cool idea. The way you're talking about Get Jesus. Get the fuck out of here, both of you. You're banished. I love, wow. Then in 1656, Quakers started arriving. Uh, and the oats they brought. Jose just did a backflip. Dude, he's, I, I, don't, I, like, I don't want you to know that I give the cat cocaine, but I think, that, <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Uh, the first Quakers who uh, arrived in Boston were Mary Fisher and Anne Austin. Okay. Did not go well. Uh-huh. They were treated like they had the plague and then brutalized. Brutalized meaning? First, their possessions were confiscated. I feel like it's going to get worse. A trunk they had that contained Quaker pamphlets and 100 books was burned. Okay. They were strip-searched. Interesting. Accused of witchcraft. Ah, always a good accusation. And then jailed. Jesus. <laughs> Just for... And then... Having a different idea. While in jail, they were denied food. Ah. Which people need. People yeah, need no, you them. have to have that. People need food. I've always said that. The windows of the jail were then boarded up so that no Puritan could look in and see them. Well, because obviously their witchcraft can't go through wood. That's right. Uh, 
While they were in jail, eight more Quakers arrived on a ship from England, oh. and they were put in yeah. prison and beaten. Ugh. <laughs> I feel... Are there more? Then an, no. edict, then an edict was passed that any ship's captain who brought Quakers to Boston would be heavily fined. Okay. Then they made the captain who brought the eight Quakers take them back to England. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Worse than jail. <laughs> After three weeks in prison, a man named Nicholas Upsall came to Mary Fisher and Anne Austin's rescue. Okay. He had to pay a fine to be allowed to speak to them. Wow. Because you couldn't speak so you couldn't speak to people of other religions or else you'd get fined. So the only way to speak to the two that were in prison was Just to pay, pay the, the fine, fine first. And then be like, Yep, all right. One conversation, please. <laughs> he also paid a fine to be able to give them food. Oh my god, what <laughs> that is Well, you I mean you can feed them, I suppose, but you're gonna have to pay the feeding fine. All right, so that's how much for all that? Well, grand total of talking to them, feeding fine, looking at them feed, looking them in the eyes, uh, talking to them feed. You're gonna be winking. Oh, uh, I thought I might wink. Yes, perhaps. Uh, winking. Oh Christ! Let me thirty. Attack that on. It's taxes, gonna be thirty. Okay, coming around. One hundred and forty quid. For one hundred forty quid, please. <laughs> the uh, women were kept uh, confined in prison for five more weeks, and then they were shipped off to Barbados. <laughs> Just for a vacation. Yeah. Thanks for coming to America. Now get away. Then the Puritans got super serious. Uh, they banned the Quakers in 1656. Okay. Then they passed. They passed a law against it. Did the whole the whole nine yards. Sure. And then they did that again in 1657. Repass that law, and then in 1658, so, and then in 1659, so they're and continue. then in 1660. Sure, each law would increase the punishment for being a Quaker a little bit. Uh, just, I mean, the punishment for just showing up was already pretty awful. Oh, uh, but they were also doing this because the Quakers kept coming, so each year they made it worse because Quakers were still rolling in. Right. Why don't they just build a wall? Oh God. <laughs> If a Quaker came to Massachusetts, they would send him to jail or to be whipped. Whipped for... for <laughs> or given hard labor. They could also be branded. Branded? They could have their ears cut off. Why would they cut their ears off? Don't That listen. way you can't hear the views of other Quakers. This, well, it's a thing that sticks out, and then if it's gone, people are like, what did you do? Huh? <laughs> What did you do? Why did it? What, what did you do? I think he's talking to you. I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening right now. Huh? They could also have their tongues bored through with a hot iron. Well, that'll stop them from talking about being a Quaker. Uh, that is... Huh? That's it. We've got our sitcom from the 1650s. <laughs> a guy with no a guy with no ears and a guy with a hole in his tongue. Well, one of them doesn't have an ear, and the other guy can't talk. <laughs> Tonight on Tongues and Ears. <laughs> huh? What? Huh? Aww. That's the audience. <laughs> Uh, or they could also be put to death. Oh, Jesus. It's a little hardcore. I'm still getting over the ear cut off a little bit. Yeah, that's a little rough. That's tough. That's a tough one. Well, the, the hot poker through the tongue's not great. Not great. Not great. 
the Massachusetts Puritans sent letters to other New England colonies to try to get them on board as well. Connecticut was like, fuck yes, we okay. are down. All right. Uh, Rhode Island said no, we're good. They were a little more uh, yeah. tolerant in like, uh, Providence. No, sounds a little much. It's, it's hilarious. They were tolerant in Providence, which is like a big uh, gay city now. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Shit stuck. Yeah. Uh, they also set up fines, 54 pounds, for having any Quaker books or writing concerning their devilish opinions. Sure. 40 pounds for defending any Quaker of their books. For defending... Like, if you were like, oh, let them let keep their books. You too, 40! What? Yeah! I just said let them keep their books! Huh? <laughs> 40 pounds, uh, 44 pounds for a second offense, so if you defended them twice, but a bing You can't do the follow-up? You're like, hey, leave them be! 40 pounds. Anything else? I just think you should... 44! Oh, what the fuck? 48! Oh, I swore. <laughs> Jail! Cut off his dick! You would you would get put in like the stocks at this time for swearing. I can't. Yep. And, and then so the deal with the stocks would be that you would just how long would you hang out? You just hang out there all there, fucking okay, day. Okay. So the thing about I wish I wish that I could find this about the stocks, but uh, an author at one point said that one of the reasons the stocks were so horrible is because you would get put in the stocks and then people would just come out at night and fuck you. Oh, what? Yeah. What? That's that's what somebody said. Like, the, but I can never find any support of that. But also, that's not something they would talk about. Uh, if that's it's it is a really crazy time to imagine that you could just fuck a stranger up the ass on the street. It wouldn't even be a stranger if you're from the same town. You're like fucking Larry. Larry, hey man, well, it's from behind, so no one can see who's doing it. You just hey, who is that? <laughs> hey, Bob. No, it's not me. <laughs> that is you, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> we should call this episode. <laughs> okay. huh? He finally broke my sandal. Oh, did he break your sandal? Jose. That a girl. It's a boy. Whatever. Uh, so the laws were read on uh, street corners in Boston, uh, and peop- and they would beat a uh, drum while they read the law for emphasis. Uh. Quaker George Bishop described the punishment of one Quaker. The drum was beat. The drum was beat. The people gathered. Norton was fetched and stripped to the waist and set with his back to the magistrates and given in their view 36 cruel stripes with a knotted cord and his hand made fast in the stocks where they had set his body and burned very deep with a red-hot iron with H for heresy. Ugh. So they put a guy in stocks, they fucking beat him with a whip, and then they branded him with an H. The knotted rope. The knotted rope. And you know p- what? These are just good you religious know, peoples. I, I guess you knew at the time, but it would be, the H you could just totally play off. Like it's. I like horses! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just a big horse guy. Always loved a pony. Yeah, got it on there about a week and a half ago. Is that H for heresy? No, no. it's for hey! No, hey! hey. How you doing? <laughs> no, it's uh, for Harry. Harry. How you doing? I thought your name was Jeff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the no, the no explanation yeah. answer. Yeah, yep, that's right. It is Jeff. Anyway, <laughs> want to get some ale? A leading minister in Boston summed up the spirit of the locals with this quote. I would carry fire in one hand and faggots in the other to burn all the Quakers in the world. Now, now 
Right. Faggots. Faggots means something different at this yes, time. Yes, okay. It means a bundle of wood. Right. Uh, but yet, a hilarious quote. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm taking off the hat because it's so hot. You sure? Now, while it may sound like the Puritans were being total assholes here, uh, they, they, yes. Let's step back and look at the situation. Mm. Let's take a bigger step back. Okay. Uh, the Puritans were English Reformed Protestants who wanted to purify the Church of England from all Roman Catholic practices. Okay. Right. But they were blocked from changing the church from within and were severely restricted in England by laws controlling the practice of religion. Okay. They eventually came to power. In the English Civil War, but then lost it, and the royal family was restored. Okay. New laws were passed, and many Puritans left, some of them going to the New World to practice their religion unfettered. Okay. I, I, I like when I use a word like unfettered. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, they battled the wilderness and starvation to set up their colonies, and here the Puritans were supposed to live exemplary lives in every respect so that anyone they dealt with, even strangers they met, would see God through them and be inspired to seek God. Okay. Now, obviously, when it comes to the Quakers, they didn't. That did different policy. No, they wouldn't even let them look at the Quakers. No, and putting a hot poker through someone's tongue is not like you should. You should really believe in our God. Yeah, our God's better. Look here, you ready? Okay, who's your God? Right, who's your God? Huh? Uh, and then there are the Quakers. George Fox lived during. The time of England social upheaval and war. In, eight, in 1647, he started preaching. Uh, he'd do it in fields, in marketplaces, in meeting houses, anywhere he could. And then he started to attract a following. And they traveled around with him. And at first they were calling themselves the Children of Light or Friends of the Truth. Interesting. And then just shortened to Friends. <laughs> Which so no one told you life was gonna <laughs> be this way. <laughs> Quakers, Fuck. friends. Well, uh, and you They're know, often they fountain. would, often they would dance in fountains. Yeah, just dancing in the fountains. Uh, Fox uh, just wanted people to know the genuine and simple principles of Christianity. Sure, that's all. Yeah, that's all he wanted. Sure, uh, because there were many different Christian groups in England at this time. It enabled George and his friends to kind of take hold. Okay. So there's a lot of fucking religious shit going on. So y you can be a fucking crazy new group and get a bunch of followers. Right. right. Without, because if it was just one group, they'd be like, kill them. But since there's so many, it's, right. yeah. He preached about his own personal experience. He was harshly against immorality and deceit and told his listeners to live lives without sin. He was completely uncompromising. Okay. Very argumentative. <laughs> And quite contradictory. <laughs> no wonder he was such a hit. <laughs> this set the tone for the religion. The Quakers experienced explosive growth. At first, no clear outline of principles or tenets. What they did was define their views by rejecting the ideas of others. They defined their views yeah. by rejecting the... So... Yeah, you read that. You heard that right. So... How do you that, they're, whole, they're like the Republicans. No! Right, right yeah. Okay. That's all. Right. Yeah. So they're, they don't, if you actually ask them what they believe, it's like, well, it's not, I, don't, I don't read a Bible. I tell you what I believe. I believe you're wrong. That's, <laughs> well, about what? Exactly. Yeah. Your whole thing. The whole deal. I support the opposite of what you are doing. Bullshit. <laughs> you know your thing? Bullshit. What is your thing? What are you? Well, it's not your bullshit. I, I'm trying to have a conversation with well, you. Well, we are having a conversation. All right, cool. Yeah. Great. Cool. Great. I'm trying to be nice to you. Are you? 
I don't know anymore. You're Maybe you'd be nicer if your God was better. You know, I, I, goodbye. Goodbye. So long, asshole. You know what you got to do? Join us. Join up with us, though. Uh, I am looking for a group, so this is great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so they're basically professional assholes. Right. They offered salvation for all and a sense of unity with God, but most important, followers were urged to turn the light of Christ, to the light of Christ within themselves. Mm-hmm. Scriptures were far less important than the inner spirit. Because of this, they rejected the necessity of clergy to interpret and lead. Okay, so so far, yep, go. The last couple things you said, I like a lot about a religion. Okay, right, and that's probably why they were attracting people. Yeah. Because there's no clergy, right? And it's about self growth. Your inner, yeah, inner deal. And your right. inner relationship with whatever it is you're totally, to totally with. agree. Okay, it's almost not religion. It, well, it's just too good to be true. It makes sense why other people would put pokers through their tongues. Uh, the Bible was called "quote a book like any other." Uh, that couldn't have gone over well. In uh, the I mean, that doesn't go over well now. <laughs> the, the stories of Christ didn't matter as much as one's own feelings of the present. Uh, Heaven existed within the Quaker. Ooh, yum. Uh, Quakers also started claiming miraculous powers. Okay, interesting. George Fox said he cured over 150 people by laying hands on them. Eh. Uh, some took it too far. One Quaker dug up a corpse. Okay. Commanding it, in the name of the living God, arise and walk. Hey, Tad. Hey, Tad. Yeah. Uh, Up. I, uh, Upsy daisy. Teddy. For God, who's in me. Dad. Get up. Yep. Why don't you come in, man? I feel like. No, you know, I'm getting. He, bar- Barney's coming back, you've baby. Been, you've, been, you've been out there for a little while. Get on up. Teddy. Hey, Ted, come inside. Name of God. Come on, Barney. Ted, why don't you come up? Name of God, Barney. We'll check it in the morning, huh? Barney, name of God. Let's go get him. I dug it. I dug him back up. Oh, no, we all remember. The dirt's off him. He can get out. Uh Whenever you're ready, buddy. All right, I'm going to turn in. I'll leave it unlocked. All right, me and Barney will be in a little bit. Cool, man. Come on, get up. Hey, Ted. Please get up. You need, you need to shower, bro. <laughs> That's just Jack. Come on, man. I mean, that is so great when the guy take one guy's like, we're gonna do anything. I command ye to walk. Uh, the Quakers also did a lot of shaking and shrieking in their congregations, which led to their name. So they sound like um, what are the yeah Baptists, right? Yeah, what They're are a little the... Baptisty. What's Southern, the, they, Southern Baptist? Yeah, they got a crazy name though. The uh, uh, the snake, the snow, yeah, snake the, holders. Yeah. Uh, they were destined to clash with authority because they did not believe in compromise. Their first enemy was the church and the priests who lived in luxury. They wanted to end university-educated priests and instead have a ministry of simple men and women. They had a democratic tone and attacked privilege. The wealthy were denounced, and of course, those in charge started to become concerned. Yeah. And thought the movement would bring social anarchy. Yeah. They refused to bow. Oh, hey, this is England. Get out of here. Uh, they would not remove their hats for superiors. Oh, my uh, goodness. Like a spit in my eye. <laughs> and they would not acknowledge titles, which uh. is basically they just told all of England to fuck up. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you, you won't bow and you won't say a title, you're like, what's up, man? That's the king. Uh. How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm not going to take off my hat. I got hat head. Uh, excuse me. No. You got... will bow and take your cap off. Okay. No. I'm a prince. Right. 
don't bend, don't bend in the middle. Hathead. What's your name, Barry? Prince Barry. Hey, Barry. <laughs> Prince. Preachers and their uh, supporters were dragged into courts on any charge that could be thought of. Vagrancy laws began to be used against them because they were traveling around preaching. So then they just so they were vagrants. Them. New laws were written to target them. The Quakers' rise in popularity is one of the reasons the monarchy was restored. Many thought it was the answer to stop the drift of so many crazy sects. Jails were then filled with Quakers. They were the most attacked of all the sects in England. They were denounced and physically assaulted. One preacher in Colchester was viciously hit by a blind zealot who struck him with a violent blow from a great staff saying, There, take that for Christ's sake. Jesus. Awesome quote. That goes in the trailer. Take that for Christ's sake. That goes in the Quaker trailer. Quakers. (laughs) That could be a show. Quakers. On an all-new Quakers. Take that for Christ's sake. It's a fucking great line. Ted finally gets Barry out of the grave. I knew you'd get up. Uh, but this wasn't surprising because the Quakers were disrupting church services and even funerals. Oh, man. So because they don't believe in organized religion, they don't give a fuck. when they see organized Religion. Anything, yeah. so a funeral or anything, they just run in and start fucking screaming. Fuck you, and fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck, you. fuck everything. What <laughs> <Blinded> that? <laughs> Chicken dancing down the aisle. Uh, a lot of time they just looked insane. One Solomon Eccles walked through Smithfield, quote, with his body naked and a pan of fire burning on his head. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, he made his point. I mean... He made his point. People will be like, what do you want to talk about? Uh, hey, man. <laughs> hey. Oh, this burns. <laughs> I should have put something between the pan and oh, my head. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, he was arrested. For what? I, I feel like... What did he do? Well... Theft? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the Quakers would be hit with stones, dirt, eggs, human feces. Uh, when Ann Cock disrupted a service, an angry tailor threw a pot of piss on her. What? Jesus Christ. Well, they didn't have bathrooms, so they had, they had, you know, I'm sure there was just like a piss pot over in the corner. Oh, yeah, no, they were all pissing. And so pot. she came in and the guy just threw piss on her. Just like Jesus would have done. Threw piss on that's her. That's the same. That's in. That's in the Luke. <laughs> Throwing uh, piss. Throwing your four. bucket of piss on a woman. <clears throat> they were they were uh, described as cannibals and Satanists. The Quakers became accustomed to being attacked. So these were the Quakers that the Puritans knew of when they arrived in the colonies. Right. Make a little. Yeah. Now so you now, got a little. Right. They've sort of the. So now whose side are you on? White trash <laughs> off-breed of the original concept. Well, it's like it's like uh, it's like okay, so you got a bunch of you got a bunch of cocaine users, and then the meth the meth heads come in. Right, that's right, basically what this right, is. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, based on what happened in England with the Quakers, the Puritans did have reason to fear the Quakers would come and upset the religious state. Yeah. Right. The Quakers coming to America were not peaceful religious people. In the colonies, they would yell in the streets, bang pots and pans, shout during Puritan church services, and also, of course, strip naked. They stripped naked to show that they weren't attached to any worldly possessions. I mean, 
They're just assholes. We're just describing assholes. Like, like you like, made me take the Puritan side. Like, they're just fucking walking around banging pots and pans. I like the naked thing. <laughs> I like the naked thing a lot. I think is there that that... any circumstance where someone banging a pot and pan isn't just fucked? I don't think there's any excuse to bang pots and pans. <laughs> unless you're three. Yeah. Oh, no, unless you're playing them like drums and you're a kid. That, that's the yeah. only reason. Yeah. But outside of that. But getting naked is a great way to just get your... It's, it's, it's not a, bad. It's, it, what can you do? Nobody's tone back then either. Yeah. These people are... Oh, and this is... I mean, I would guess like a naked woman back then would be insane. Oh, yeah. But then they had all the whorehouses. So not me, not well, the Puritans. Not, not the Puritans, but still, like the... In, in England, in London. In the States, too, eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, whorehouses. Anyway, uh, enough about whores. One Puritan wrote of a disturbance. In sermon time, there came in a female Quaker in a canvas frock, her face as black as ink, led by two other Quakers. <clears throat> it occasioned the greatest and most amazing uproar that I ever saw. So she came in with blackface yeah. and in a canvas bag. She came in a canvas bag with soot all over her fucking mug. (laughs) And was banging pots and pans going like... At this time, the Puritans also began to prepare for independence. They elected their own governor and general court, which was basically a legislature and a judiciary. And they built forts to protect their harbor and held drills for their militia regularly. This did not please the king, Charles II. Okay. He also wasn't happy with the Puritans because they had killed his father. Oh, and two of the judges who had sat at his father's tribunal escaped to New England in 1660 and were received as heroes. The problem was that because the Quakers were who they were, the more legal penalties and punishments that were increased against the Quakers just made the Quakers want to come more. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Don't fuck with them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just, it's like one of those movies where they're shooting an alien and then they go, don't shoot them. They live off of energy. <laughs> or you just shoot them and they split into hundreds more. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so more punishments means more Quakers, but they keep increasing punishments to keep the Quakers away. It seems like that's not going to work. One of those was Christopher Holder. He was one of the eight who had been imprisoned early on. At that point, he was just 25 years old. As soon as he got back to England, he immediately started trying to figure out a way to get back to the colonies. He eventually found a, Qu- a Quaker boat maker and got a boat. A Quaker boat maker? That's, that's the spinoff. Right. From, uh... <laughs> yeah. And an all-new Quaker boat maker. I forgot what the first show was called. The first show was called... I mean, I don't know if we necessarily gave it a title, but it was Earless and Mumbles. <laughs> Elis and Mumbles, followed by an all-new Quaker boat maker. It's got to be more bendy. Special guest star, (laughs) Michael Caine. With a crew and some more Quakers, uh, some who were part of the original eight, Holder returned. First he went to Providence, where where he, he tried to deliver a message from George Fox... To the leader of the colony, Roger Williams. I think his name is Richard Williams, and this got changed, but Williams. Williams was a very open-minded man uh, to other religions. He wasn't one of the bad ones. Uh, But even he couldn't stand the Quakers, and he refused to take the message. Okay. So they traveled across the ocean, and they go, I've got a message from George Fox. Eh. I'm I'm, I'm good. Decline. 
gonna go ahead and pass. I'm gonna put that in your pocket. No, you're not. Yep. Put that in the old spam folder. Get the fuck out, my man. Out. Uh, At this point, Holder was traveling with another Quaker named Copeland. They went to a town called Sandwich. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, wouldn't you go to Sandwich? Fuck, yeah. (laughs) Get the pasta. I love that one of the earliest towns in America... Sandwich. ...was named after... Just simple-minded. A a simple lunch. We'll call this one Sandwich. And um, Um, we're actually going to take the family down to side salad this afternoon. It was, but this is probably why they were like eating roots out of the ground. Yeah. God, I could go for a sandwich. Imagine a sandwich eating That's... roots out of the. That's ground. it. We're naming it sandwich. Eating roots out of the ground. Now, in sandwich, they had just lost their minister, and the, the minister ta- of sandwiches. Yep. The townspeople were looking for someone to lead them religiously, and were open to the message of the Quakers. Mm. They're like, yeah, anybody, come on in and sure. tell us what to do. Uh, this became the location of the first friends meeting in America. Mm. Uh, Copeland Holder then went to Plymouth and were not received well. Okay. They had confrontations with local congregations and were forced to leave. They traveled visiting several other communities and finally found themselves back in Massachusetts. Okay. In Salem. Oh, oh God. Great joint. Great place. Very casual, laid back people. Yeah, yeah. Super understanding. Uh, they went Always to a, willing to hear the other side. That's right. Uh, they went to a service at the Congregational Church. After the sermon, Copeland got up and back and questioned the message that had been delivered. Excuse me. I have a question. Uh-huh. Wasn't that all ridiculous? I'm sorry. Later. Um, I'm sure it went more like, well, that was a bunch of horse shit. Because they're Quakers. <laughs> well, they're naked. Uh, the people in the congregation were not down with it, and Holder and Copeland were beaten. Holder was pulled by his hair across the church. Oh. Then a leather glove and handkerchief chiff, were shoved in his mouth in an attempt to stop him from living. Jesus Christ. Another Quaker who just happened to be there jumped in and pulled out the glove and handkerchief. The three were then taken to Boston and imprisoned. This time, Holder was held for 10 weeks. He was whipped 30 times, as near to the same place as possible with each stroke. Get it right that's, in. I mean, that's hard on the guy with once the whip. You, yeah, once you start a crease, I want you to keep hitting yeah, the crease, okay? Really Can you just, once saw, you hit, saw through it almost. Did you practice last night? I did a little bit. But okay, yeah, so I, once I you hit feel, the... I feel good. I okay, just, but once you hit in there, I want you to keep well, in the groove. You know, I'm starting to get a little nervous. What we're you're really amping up the pressure. I mean, I just, I, I'm just the guy who Are you whips. okay for the... Well, you're not just the guy who does your job. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my job defines me. My work defines me. Okay. That's all I am. I'm all a whip. Right. I'm a talking whip. Okay. That's all I am. All right. We're going to need another whip. Oh, here we go. You see how he talks to me? <laughs> Holder and Copeland and another man, Dudney, were then banished. Dudney? From, Dudney. Were then banished from the colony. Even people who were supportive of the Quakers were punished by uh, the Massachusetts colony governor, Endicott. He was super hardcore. Okay. The Southwicks, a family, sure. local family, found themselves in trouble for just that reason. They were in prison for being supportive of Holder and then forced out of the colony. They had a son and daughter, and the governor tried to have them put into slavery. Oh, my God. How would that even work? I know. Well, but this is, member people, are, there's tons of slaves at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, but just like a, a daughter and a... You just send them to, you go... Go work. You now, you're, you're living for that family, and you're going to dig up their roots. Oh, cool. And then we eat them, right? Yep. 
awesome life. When they turned 12, uh, the local Puritans were not down with the whole slavery thing uh, for the kids. Uh, and the kids <laughs> were sent to be... Slavery for the kids. <laughs> slavery for the kids. Slavery for the kids, yay or nay, we're taking a vote. Yeah, yay. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Holder went back to England, where he sailed to the West Indies, and then Barbados, and then back to Rhode Island. Copeland joined him there. At this point, there are only 15 Quaker missionaries in the colonies. Holder and Copeland went back to Sandwich, where they were caught. They were marched down to another town, tied to posts, and lashed 33 times. They were then returned to Rhode Island. Holder was seriously hurt from the uh, repeated beatings he had taken, and he went to Providence to heal at the home of a friend, which he did. And then he and Copeland went back to Boston. What is he doing? It's fucking insane. Why? <laughs> Why? Just because you got to go back and go, the light's inside of me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to, I guess we're going to break you again. <laughs> Good luck getting in there. All right, guys, I'm going to go to Rhode Island for a couple months. I'll see you. If you. I'll see you in spring. If you whip me deep enough, you'll see the light. Yeah, don't whip too hard. You better put on sunglasses if you're going to hit the same groove. Water sunglasses. Governor Endicott had told them they would have an ear cut off if they got up to their Quaker bullshit again. <laughs> but they went back. They're taking ears? On July 1658, they were arrested, taken to a jail cell, and each had an ear cut oh off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Word that their ears had been cut off spread through the colonies. Were they, was it, they were playing stuck in the middle with you when they did it, right? <laughs> Doing a little dance. Yeah. Uh, so. so okay, so now <laughs> So now sympathizers pour into Boston. All of them were put into the prisons. An old Quaker woman told the governor to his face that what he had done was barbaric and he had her lashed ten times uh, with the whip. Jesus, that's not how you combat that claim. That's not how you do not old ladies. Oh, uh, I'm barbaric? You fucking bitch whip her. <laughs> Wait, sir? Yes? No, but you're you're sort of making... Get whip her, or I'll whip you too. But you're making her point. I understand what I'm doing. I'm being nice. Whip her. <laughs> doing Holder. my job. Holder was then released, and he headed south. The following spring, he came back to Massachusetts. Oh, uh, what? Old one-ear, back-scarred Holder. Yeah. But this time, he managed to avoid being captured for a few weeks. Then he was found in Salem and arrested again. Uh, again. He was beaten and no. banished. Uh. But... As we understand our hero, he returned to Boston again in August, what? where he was quickly arrested. Why is he going back? <laughs> I have light inside of me! God damn it, get the light out of him. Now the governor wanted to kill him, but was worried people would be too upset. Because Holder now had a high status Dude. and a lot of connections. Imagine showing up to a town so much you gotta get killed. <laughs> Like, you won't... You oh, won't. my God. I know this is going to make sense because it hasn't been made yet, but have you guys heard of Michael Myers? Have you guys heard of that? I know kill. it's in the future, but have you heard of kill. it? <laughs> like, he the, dude, the dude just beating the fuck out of him. He's they taking should. his goddamn ear off. He's not going like, to stop. I mean, I want to kill him. We, I want you know, to kill him. Here's the weird thing is... You can't really hide anymore because you have one ear. Yeah. Like, we know who you are. The old incognito thing with the ball cap on. Not working. Oh, man. Okay. But he was not killed because he, at this point, Public was opinion. so well-known and had a high status. Right. Uh, in November, he was, once again, banished. He went back to England. 
But just five days later, two of his Quaker friends were the first to be hanged in Boston. Oh, shit. They would become known as the Boston Martyrs. Unfortunately for the Puritans of Boston, a Quaker got close to King Charles II and said bad things were going on in the colonies, and if it wasn't stopped, it wouldn't end well for anyone. Okay. King Charles II vowed to put a stop to it and did so by signing an order in 1662. The order was delivered to the colony by a Quaker named Shattuck. Shattuck. Shattuck was the same Quaker who had, who had saved Holder from almost choking him to death by pulling the glove oh, out of his mouth. He's the glove taker. He had also been banished and had been told he would be killed if he returned. Jesus. Now here he was. When Shattuck returned, the people learned of the order and yelled in the streets, Shattuck and the devil has come! You're like, uh, please, can we keep it down a little bit? God, could you imagine living now? You'd just be like, can we lighten up? Guys. Can we just... Everything isn't attached to the devil or God. <sighs> can we just fucking relax? But we're still... We're even in the... I mean, in this day and age, we're still... It's I still know. basically it's still... the same shit. We're still <laughs> arguing over this fucking... Yeah. Like, it, just things that we have no way of really having evidence on. Right. Is what we argue on all the goddamn time. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have belief, but I get it. Huh? I mean, the evidence is in your heart. Right. I'm I sorry. know Jesus lives. Mm, I might have to whip you. When Shattuck met with the governor, he was told to take off his hat. Nah. He did. He did? Then he gave the governor the order, and the governor said he could put his hat back on. Okay. <laughs> sure. And then the governor said they would obey the king's order. So they couldn't inflict corporal punishment on the Quakers anymore. Quakers who were said to be, quote, obnoxious would be sent back to England for trial. You just sent him back to the factory? Yeah, they just put him back on the boat. Yeah. Holder eventually returned to New England uh, and lived in Newport, Rhode Island. In 1673, things had changed so much that George Fox came and visited the colonies. Okay. Holder lived in the colonies for a while and was well thought of. He had clearly won. But then things started going south again for the Quakers in England, and off he went to suffer. He was arrested and jailed in corn and put in Cornwall until 1685. He was then pretty over the whole suffering for the cause thing and retired, so to speak, and he died in 1688. The Quakers eventually calmed down. They went from being total shit disturbers to men and women who unnerved their enemies because they would try to convert them while they were being tortured. That's a really great time to, to get people to tell you what they honestly feel. <laughs> it's like waterboarding. When you waterboard a dude, he's like, okay, we got the, there's, yeah, a bomb. there's a bomb. There's whatever a bomb. Yep, yeah, I got bombs. It's filthy. It's a dirty yep, bomb. Coming right at you. <sighs> oh, air's fun. Uh, Quakers eventually became known for their peaceful activities, their pacifism as they are known today. How big, uh, how many Quakers? There's a few, there's, there's a few Quakers around. Really? It's definitely a thing. Yeah. I, just, I never um, see naked people with fires on their heads, so I just assumed that they were <laughs> I mean, they've changed a little bit. They don't do that as much anymore. And they, once a year. But if you see anybody outside banging pots and pans, that's a Quaker. Oh. Um, Good. Thank you for listening. Thank you. For- uh, to that. It, it turned out to be a longer small up. But um, uh, if you want to donate, if you want to subscribe, uh, give us a little bit of dough. You can go to the Patreon. Actual dough. You can go, is- yeah, you can go to the Patreon. Um, and uh, Patreon, the P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, and then look up the dollop, and uh, there's tons of different like levels you can subscribe to. A lot of the orders have gone out. Um, we'll do a second round, because now people who have heard it have realized that they missed the first round, so 
I'll, I'm going to wait till a bunch fill up again. Then we'll do a second order of what you guys uh, want for your rewards. Um, anything else? Mm. Do you love anybody? I'm going to fix the. Some people are complaining that the uh, the iTunes are not going. There's only a hundred showing, and I figured out that it's on my end. Oh, but well, well, I, t- well. I talked to Steve from iTunes, and he's like, "Nope, that's you guys." That dude is the best. He is awesome. We had a good little hang. Yeah, um, I think that's it. You got anything else? No, that's it. You want to party? I'm ready to do a lot of coke. Sure. All right, I brought I've been math. Giving it to the kitten. I brought math. We're gonna... Hey, we'll be like Quakers, <laughs> Quakers and Puritans. Here we go, girl. Yeah. Whoa. <clears throat> oh. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 